Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. Talk basketball. This is uh, one of my favorite times of the year when it comes to basketball. College basketball just takes over. And we've got some really, really cool games coming up, especially when it comes to the region play. Already started, as a matter of fact, and we've had games in the Southeastern Conference and the Big 12 last night. Well, actually, all the conferences have begun play, but we do have some area games that are involving teams from around here. Lady Bears, for instance, play at 2 o'clock, this, or 2.30, I should say, this afternoon up at Moline, Illinois. They're playing Bradley, and that is part of Hoops in the Heartland. That's the Missouri Valley Conference women's postseason tournament. That should be a lot of fun. Arkansas plays tonight down in Nashville. They'll play Auburn, and that will be a pretty good challenge. The Auburn Ball Club Bruce Pearls team has kind of underachieved this year, but you know, Pearl's a pretty wily coach, and he'll get that club ready. Arkansas, I think, is pretty good. Mizzou plays tomorrow at 2.30 against the, well, against one of the teams that qualifies, and that hasn't happened yet, so we'll find out tomorrow, actually today, who they'll play tomorrow at 2.30. So plenty of action involving the local teams, and it is a lot of fun. Drury Lady Panthers, they have Lewis coming up on Friday at 1.30. Um, that's in Ashland, Ohio. Drury should win that one. They've already played Lewis three times this year and, and beaten them. I'm surprised they put that match together again. Kansas plays at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and they'll be playing West Virginia. So, yeah, lots of action involving the local teams, and that's what makes it a whole lot of fun. Selection Sunday coming up. Real exciting stuff. Um, now, do all the Division One basketball teams learn their tournament hopes on Selection Sunday? Is they that- do. They do indeed. Of course, the big show, at least as far as we're concerned, is the 5 o'clock show. That's Selection Sunday for the men. And that's when the NCAA field of 68 will be announced. That's at 5 o'clock. At 7 o'clock over on ESPN, that, the men's show is on CBS, uh, over on ESPN, the ladies' show is at 7 o'clock, and they announce their field of seventy of uh, 64, I should say, and that's at 7, and it's on the uh, four-letter network. And then the NIT gets their field all set to go. The WNIT, the women's NIT field, all set to go shortly after that. All depends on who goes to the NCAA and who goes to the NIT. NIT is owned by the NCAA, so they have control over what happens. But most of it occurs on Sunday. Exciting stuff, and uh, I'm sure you guys will be talking about it at length (laughs) during Ned Talk, which, by the way, happens every Sunday at noon. And if you miss it, your church, whatever, you can always download it as a podcast on our 104.7 The Cave app. And it's always a great conversation between you, Joe, and the B team. All right, so um, national title games in college basketball, where are those going to be held this year? It's the first week in April, first weekend in April, which is really the first part of the month, April 2nd and 3rd, Sunday, April 2nd, the ladies have their championship game, and this year they're playing at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. That's a huge arena and a great show for the ladies' Final Four. The men's Final Four is also in Texas, but it's the next night. It's Monday night, and they're playing at NRG Stadium in Houston. That's where the Houston Texans play. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, that's a pretty big stadium for a basketball game. It sure is. They'll, they hope to have maybe 65, 70,000 in there for those games. And, you know, Mike, it's, it's really kind of interesting because the NCAA prefers to have these massive arenas or stadiums for these Final Four games. And frequently they aren't totally filled and it'll block off portions of it. But it can encompass as many as 55 and 60,000 people, and that's what they want. Of course, if you're 
sitting in the nosebleed section, you better take your binoculars with you. <laughs> hey, but you know what? At the end of the day, that's one of those things where you can say you were a part of it. And if you're in the room, I've said that a million times. I don't care if they put me in the corner. At least I can see something and I can hear something. I'm here. And it's exciting. So it's uh, it's a really cool I thing. I remember the first time it happened, which was the 1968 or 69, whenever UCLA played Houston in the regular season, they played at the Astrodome. And it was designed, national television, regular season game, all designed to have a big crowd. And in fact, they drew 72,000 to watch that game. And I remember Sports Illustrated interviewing a fan who sat at the top. And they said, what was your view? And he said, I don't care. I couldn't see anything, but I was there. Let's go. You just answered Hell <laughs> yes, brother. That may have been a relative of mine. You never know. And Team USA played its first pre-classic game last night facing the San Francisco Giants. Pretty interesting matchup, don't you think? It was, and the fact that the USA Power, and that is a lineup that is absolutely loaded with sluggers, couldn't do anything with the San Francisco pitching. The Giants won the game 5-1. to one. Wow. The Giants deserved to win it 5-1. to one. Their pitching shut down the USA, and this is going to happen. That's part of baseball, Mike. And when you get a collection of players who haven't been together, and they aren't, they just got together, what, two or three days ago for workouts, you baseball's a game of chemistry and you have to be able to learn what other batters are doing those big sluggers came up there mike trout and kyle schwarber and some of these big sluggers and hit the hell out of the ball but <laughs> right, by, right back to somebody uh, and the giants of course played you no know, baseball the way it should be played you get a base hit here and a stolen base there and so forth and so on and they beat usa five to one now that's not to say the usa team isn't any good they are but by the same token, it's baseball. It's over a very short period of time, like the World Series and the playoffs and so forth. Anything can happen. USA plays again today against the Los Angeles Angels. And again, out in Arizona, first of the World Baseball Classic games for the USA is Saturday. They'll play Great Britain and really the, the British team, while they do have some American players on there. Probably doesn't match up. But then again, in baseball, anything can happen. Really cool how this thing is playing out you know but hey the uh, Giants pitching staff can handle those guys watch out for the San Francisco <laughs> Giants man all right uh, spring training um, how the Royals and the Cardinals do Cardinals got a win by a score of four to nothing over the New York Yankees and Brendan Donovan who was down here in Springfield in December had he was two for three with three RBIs had a home run in the ball game and the Cardinals playing very well now keep in mind that many of these teams including the Cardinals don't have their star players they're off with the World Baseball Classic. Nonetheless, Cardinals get a win 4 nothing. Royals played under the lights. And in surprise, Arizona turned on the lights and played a night game against the Chicago White Sox and beat them 14-5. Royals 14, the White Sox 5. As I've been talking with many of the Royals fans, and we do have them in the area, a good number of Royals fans. Hey, gang, they've done this the last four years in spring training. They've blistered teams. And then when it comes to the regular season, hey, watch out. That is because you're mixing and matching the lineups and so forth and so on. And it's very misleading under the Arizona sun or the Arizona moon in this case. Teams can look a whole lot different. Kansas City is still picked for last place. I do think they'll be better than that, but don't get your hopes up for what they're doing in spring training. You never know. No, you don't. The impossible could happen. All right. TPCT's off in Florida today, and this is a special one, isn't it? This is this is the tournament that many, many of the pros regard as the fifth major. There are four major tournaments, but they like to call this one the fifth major, and there's a reason why. They play, first of all, at Sawgrass, which is one of the toughest courses in America. 
It is a very demanding tournament. The purse mic is $25 million. The winner of this event on Sunday will walk away with $4.5 million. All of the big players are there. Tiger Woods is not. He decided not to play in this tournament. I still think he's feeling the effects. You know, you noticed him limping not too long ago in Los Angeles. He wants to play in the Masters, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks at Augusta. So he's skipping this one. Nonetheless, it's a big one, and you're you're not into golf as such, Mike, but the 17th green at Sawgrass is one of the most famous in the world. It's the island green. That's where you hit the ball right in the middle of the water. The green is right there surrounded by water. If you don't hit that green, <laughs> you have a penalty coming up. And the pros really regard that as one of the toughest holes in the world, and it is. It's a tough one to hit. But, hey, that's what makes TPC, the Tournament Players Championship, the big deal that it is. And it is a demanding tournament. It's demanding, but uh, that purse should make it real easy for those guys. Five million, four and a half million to the winner. I, yeah, I can play for What would that. Ned Reynolds do with four and a half million dollars right now? What would I do with four and a half million? Buy Tahiti. And I never see you again. <laughs> Let's start a GoFundMe. You know where to. You know where to send your money, Ned. You have a great day, sir.